Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Hello, and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from Kelly, who asks, how do you navigate differences of opinion on parenting situations? There are a lot of hills my husband is willing to die on. I have a difference of opinion on importance, so he gets frustrated with me. And we have a couple of respondents there saying, uh, yes, Huge issue in our house, also a problem. And so I thought it was worth addressing. We have done a couple of podcasts on this, you know, longer podcasts. I will point you especially to one called Making It Work for the Long Haul, where we had guest Belinda Luscombe on. This was back when we were having, uh, you know, guests on the podcast as opposed to having their own special episodes, which we now have on Fridays. And Belinda Luscombe wrote a book called Marriageology, The Art and Science of Staying Together. Really recommend you get that. Get it on your ebook. Check it out from the library, however you get your hands on it, because it has a lot of tips on this. And it is, let me tell you, the most important thing you can do is figure out how you and your spouse or partner are doing this together if you are doing it together and want to keep doing it together. Because these kind of conflicts tend to start really small, but a marriage is like you're kind of trying to stay on parallel lines because this gets off and at a certain point you find yourself 10 years from now like, wow, those lines went real far apart once they started going off in two separate directions. And so I think it's great that you're asking the question and great to get ahead of it. The first piece of advice I'm going to point to comes from Nick North, who we have cited on the podcast before for this amazing number system that he came up with. And it goes like this. When you present something to your partner that you want, you add a number to that thing. So for example, I want the kids to say please and thank you every time they address us. That's a 10 for me. I want the kids to pick up their rooms before they go to bed. That's a nine for me. It's very important that the house stay clean. I want the kids to play a sport every you know semester of school. That's a two for me, maybe. I, I, I'm interested in it, but I don't know if I'm will, really willing to put in the work to get it done, so maybe. This we often present as helping from the point of view of like keeping up a dialogue. So like, I want you to get me a present for my birthday. That's a 10. I want you to say, I love you once a day. That's a two. So like, you don't have to do every one of these things, but like when you present your needs and wants, you attach a number to them. I think that helps your husband in this case. If he is saying, I want, 
this, that, and the other thing in terms of the kid's behavior, and it's a 10 for me, if it's a 10, it has to be his responsibility mostly. And I think it will also hopefully help him see that maybe he has too many 10s, that there are too many expectations around the kid's behavior. But I also think if you're in a relationship with someone who is telling you that things are important to them, It's important for you to try to hear that. And so I think this might help the dialogue around this of, you know, this is a dialogue that's going to have to happen. If these things are not equally important to us, what decisions are we making around that? If it's not important to both of us and it's causing a lot of conflict, I'm going to argue that you two are the top of the happiness triangle in your house. So it is more important than you get along than that the kids behave exactly in a way that is important to your husband. I think that is an absolute rule because if you two are in constant conflict as parents, nobody in the house is happy and your husband may come back and say, but wait, it's really, really important to me that the kids, let's say, not curse. He can take that stance and you can support that, but he has to pick how many things are important to him. It's not fair for him to say, it's all important to me and so you Go do it, especially if you're doing the lion's share of the parenting. I don't know what the setup is in your house. So what I'm saying is, yes, it is allowed for things to be important to your husband, but he's got to rank those in terms of importance. He's got to let some of those things go. And then you need to operate from your place of maximum generosity in terms of helping support the things that are actually important to him. I think where this starts to get fuzzy is that it feels like everything's important to him and he's so uptight about the kid's behavior and I don't care. So I guess we're just stuck in this place. And I would put in your path that having had some of these conflicts myself, I tend to actually run to be the more uptight parent. It's helpful to just talk this stuff out and really put some parameters on it. And I know that some people will reflect back, well, my husband isn't really willing to have those conversations. He just wants things done his way. And I think you got to push past that a little bit and say, let's talk about what's really important. It's important to me that we let some more things slide in this house. And I want to really support you in the things that are really important to you. But I cannot support you if everything is equally important to you. And I hope through those kind of conversations, you get some traction. And then try Nick North's number system. And maybe that helps him see, wait a minute, I have 40 things that I'm calling a 10. And that's not really realistic. Because there's a lot of differences in the way we want to parent, but we got to get on the same page so that the number one most important thing that happens in our parenting, happy household, stays together. And Betsy, I hope that helps. I will link you to Nick North. I will link you to Marriageology, both of which are phenomenal resources on this topic. Go listen to our episode called Making It Work for the Long Haul. Also check out our episode called Parenting as a Team. So many great resources on this topic. I want to just touch on them and then open up these other resources to you. Betsy, I hope that helps. And if you have a question for myself or Amy, you can come to our Facebook page and ask them there. You can send them two questions at whatfreshhelppodcast.com and you may hear your question answered on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? 
This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I am Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 